Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. When the challenges of life make it difficult to make the right choices, know that God's desire is that you always walk in victory. Today, Kenneth Copeland teaches us how to do all things by faith. Next on The Believer's Voice of Victory. Let's go back here and pick this up again. John 16, 13. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. I was, <laughs> I, I was in a situation where we had a, a deficit had grown up in the television ministry of $6 million. There was some things happened in there that, that got crossways and, and, uh, and, and that deficit just kept growing. And man, it got on me. And I thought, dear Lord, I mean, you know, here I'm preaching out of debt and this, and this thing has grown to $6 million here. Well, see, if you get just behind a little bit yeah. with a TV bill, it's $2 million a month. <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, and whew, boy, you got to keep picking, you know, because if you don't, you, you get, in, in order to make up a million dollar deficit, they got to have two million at once. Well, it had done that and done that. It got up to six. And it was, man, <laughs> I did, I, oh, oh, it was on me. Oh, it was bothering me. And at that time, Pastor George wasn't Pastor George. He was, uh, he, he was an executive director of the ministry. He was actually pastor of the staff back then. Well, I waited until about midnight the night before we had the board of directors meeting in the morning. I don't, I'm, I do not want to go in there and face that board with a $6 million bill. Well, the whole thing was all of the ministry departments all turned in their reports to George. And then George did an overview and turned the reports into me. And then it's my job the next day to present this to the board. And so it's, I mean, it's, it's about, well, it's a little after midnight because I, I boy, it bothered me. So I started through George's report, this department. Well, we have had the best year we've ever had. This department, we've had the best year we've ever had. 
this department. We've had the best year we've ever had. Television department. We are $6 million in the hole. <laughs> this department, we've had the best year we've ever had. Gloria's already gone to bed. I said, Gloria, get in here. <laughs> she couldn't in there, what? I said, we've had the best year we ever had and I didn't know it. <laughs> and I, and I, I saw what I'd done. And the Lord said to me, he said, every department did excellent except the one you tried to carry. Now he said, you better get out from under the care of that right now. I said, Lord, I repent, glory. And I got on our knees and we repented. We said, we know better than this. We know better than to carry that care. And we, we rolled that care over on the Lord. And that's where this verse of scripture came in. And, it, it, and, and I've done this many times before. When he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all the truth. Now listen, he'll not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He is hearing. He is guiding. He is speaking. It's not the Holy Spirit with a hearing problem. It's me because I'm, I, I, I'm full of care. He's trying to get through to me all the time. Amen. 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 I said, I'm listening. I am listening. Well, he started talking and I went in there the next day and I'm telling you, I mean, we had a board meeting, didn't we, George? I mean, I preached and preached and preached and preached. I don't think I ever let George say anything. <laughs> I, I, just, I was so excited. Man, oh man. The board meeting was in March. Now, you know this ministry. We, I have never written an appeal letter in 50 years we've been in this ministry. Well, it'll be 50 years in January. And this is, I think, October. So <laughs> I, I didn't say anything to anybody about it, but God, glory, and I just set ourselves in agreement and rolled the care of it over on God. And I said, well, you know, I'm not like, I'm like Brother Jesse said, he got all those TV bills. He said, you have mail. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, this is March, April, May. That $6 million was paid. June, for the first time ever, we paid the TV bill in one check. Why? By listening to the spirit that was dwelling on the inside of me, trying to tell me what to do, and I was too dumb to listen. But I got over that in a hurry. <laughs> Amen. You understand? So he's speaking all the time. Uh, Rufus Mosley, a great, great preacher in the, er, the uh, early days of the 20th century. He was, I believe it was in Chicago, but anyway, <laughs> he was laying on his face in his hotel room crying out to God, oh God, help us, oh God, help us, oh God, help us. And he, and he stopped and uh, he said, huh, 
Here lies a fool that knows nothing, doing all the talking to somebody that knows everything. <laughs> when I first went to Old Roberts University, I hadn't even enrolled yet. We were there. We went up there uh, in December of 66, and uh, we'd had that car wreck I was telling you about, and then, then the, the partner meeting that we went to, came back home, got all, everything all ready, and, and we went back then in, in December and then enrolled in school in January. Well, I can't see how I'm going to do this. What am I going to do? I am so broke. The only decent car we had just got wiped out. And now I'm driving this elderly car <laughs> that had 90 some odd thousand miles on it when I got it. And back there then cars didn't go 100,000 miles like they do now. I mean, 50, 60,000 miles and they're suffering, you know. And, uh, and, and this one, it didn't look all that bad at first, but it, it was a little long in the tooth, you know, here about this time. And uh, what am I going to do? I don't have any money. Well, I could go out to the airport and check around out there. I got, I got good qualifications and so forth, got all my ratings and so forth. And uh, then maybe I'll maybe find a job out there, but if I do that, where am I going to go to school? Lean into my own understanding. And it didn't understand anything. <laughs> I told Glory, I said, I'm going in that bedroom and I'm not coming out of there until I hear from God. And I don't care if it takes all night long or how long it takes. And I shut the door and fell on the floor. Man, I went to pray. Oh God, I just went to pray. Oh God. Oh God, oh God. Oh God, oh God. I don't remember what all I said. I was just going on and on. <laughs> Suddenly I stopped and I thought, I wonder if I just would be quiet here. <laughs> if he Say something to me. Stand up on your feet. Man, I come to attention. Now, I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but it is audible to me. It's on the inside of me so strong. I stood up on my feet. He said, it's about time. I haven't been able to get a word in edgewise. I sent you here. I'll take care of you here. I thought, okay. I don't know how you're going to do it, but okay. So, came time to go register. 
And uh, now, see, I was wanting to go mess around with, with you know, what I, the only thing I knew how to do. And uh, <laughs> the first day I, I went in and registered, I'm sitting in, Miss, in Mrs. Campbell's office. She's a registrar and she's typing out my deal. She's putting all this stuff together and I'm fixing to get my first bill here. Call your dad. What? Call your dad. Mrs. Campbell, may I make a collect long distance call to my dad, please? Sure. She just kept typing. My dad answered the phone. He said, where are you? I said, I'm in the registrar's office here at, at ORU. I said, I just registered this morning. And um, he said, I've been trying to find you all morning. I said, why? He said, a fella came by here and, and brought me some money that he said he wanted to put it in, in your ministry. And he said, I figured you need it. So he said, I put it in the bank for you. Took out my tithe, paid that first tuition, bought my books, and had a dime. <laughs> I heard Brother Hagin one time said he, he, he and old Ruthie got down to a dime. He said, let's go get us a candy bar and go broke. <laughs> That's the way I, that's about what I told Gloria. Well, man, I'm so thrilled. So see what the Lord said to me has come to pass. He took care of me, right? I'm so, I'm, I'm, man, I'm headed out. I'm headed to the house. I got to tell Gloria what happened. And my feet stuck to the sidewalk out in front of the LRC. I had this happen three times in, in, in all these years. I said, what is it, Lord? He said, I want you to go up on the sixth floor. I said, Lord, I can't go up there. That's the Vatican, man. They already told us you can't come up here. He said, they work for me. I want you to go up there. And he turned my feet loose. Well, I had a choice then. So I went up. I don't have a clue what he's going to I don't know what this is about. So they, and I, they already, I already been threatened, stay off that sixth floor. So I got in the elevator, punched the fifth floor and went up the fifth floor. Well, now, now this is 1967, you understand. I mean, the, that whole floor was empty. It later became a library, but, but then there wasn't anything in there because the school was, was just uh, in its fourth year. And there's not anything there. I, and the Lord said, I told you the sixth floor. <laughs> okay. So the elevator, when it opened up, the door opened up on the sixth floor. <clears throat> it was about as far as from here to Pastor George. About like this, the elevator opened. 
And there was Ruth Rook's desk, which I didn't know who she was then. The lady became a very close friend of ours. I still don't know what I'm going to do. I'm here. Why? I saw, I walked over to her. See, I'm 30 years old. I don't look like a student. So I got away with it up to there. <laughs> and uh, so, Gloria said, I'm the oldest freshman in the world. So I guess I was. <laughs> and I, I introduced myself and I said, I, I know this ministry uses airplanes and I'm, I'm a fully rated commercial pilot and uh, I need all the help I can get. And I just wanted somebody to know about it. Man, I felt like I'm just, I'm just drawing up. Well, she said, I want you to tell Dr. Messick. I told him and he went, hmm, and just turned around and walked off. And I thought, boy, I have just, I have really messed this up. I said, thank you very much. Then I turned around. Brother Roberts had walked up behind me and I didn't know he's there. Well, he's that much taller than me. And I turned and there he was. Well, now the only time I've been that close to him was about a, a month or so ago when he laid hands on me. But this is different. <laughs> he said, I'm Oral Roberts. And I said, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, how'd you like somebody to say, I'm God, who are you? <laughs> and I said, yeah, 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 yes, sir. I literally did. <laughs> he said, I understand you to say you're a commercial pilot. I said, yes, sir. He said, can you handle our airplane? I said, yes, sir. He said, two weeks ago, I started to hire a co-pilot, but the Spirit of God said, no, I have a student coming that I want to have the job and you're my man. Now, what if I'd have fouled that up and gone to the airport? See, the, the, the one on the inside, the greater one, had it all already planned out. Now, I, 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 want, I want to come up to the close with this. You got to hear this now. Listen to me. In fact, let me read something to you from the book of Joshua, if you'll turn over there right quick. Second chapter. Forty years they spent in the desert because of ten unbelieving preachers and two men of faith stayed the whole course. But now, Joshua has crossed the river. Now he knew better than to get 12. He got two. He made sure he had two faith people before they went over there. Amen. I want you to notice what happened when they went into Rahab's place. And verse 8, before they were laid down, she came up to them on the roof and she said to the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. And when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites, they were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and all whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we'd heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you for the Lord your God is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Amen. He's always already working on the other end of what he told you to do. 
He's not going to tell you that. You're not going to walk by sight. He can't tell you that because without faith, there's no grace. And without grace, you can't get it done. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He told Samuel to go to Jesse's house. He didn't tell him which one was king. Amen. Amen. He had to go in faith. Always. See, I'm thinking, how's he going to do this? How's he going to do this? He'd already set this up for me two weeks before. Now you think about it, that two weeks before was just about the time I got there. In December. Latter part of December. Between Christmas and New Year's. Huh? He's just taking care of everything for me. Somebody took money and gave it to my dad that paid for my tuition. See, he's already got somebody working. I said, Dad, who was that? They said, no, they just, they they didn't want me to tell you. They said, you just just know that Jesus did it for you. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful? The greater one's working. Greater one's working. You go to the Word of God and you stand on that Word and you expect Him to go to work. Amen. And you walk in love and you work in love and the whole family is mad at you and everybody's mad at you and you know you're going to have to go to that family reunion and you really don't want to go. But hey, you just put that smile on your face and say, come on, greater one. I walk in love. I'm going to love everybody there. I don't care what they say. I don't care what they do. You remember what Keith Moore said about that? Those of you that were, he he said, you you go to that, you you go to that reunion and you say, it's so good to see you. And he said, on the inside, you're, no, you put that smile on there. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. And you, you just, Holy Spirit, rise up within me. I keep the commandment of love. Amen. And he'll start working. And I'll tell you, it'll turn things. It'll change things. People will, people will change right there while they're standing there looking at you. Amen. You may be in the, don't, don't, try, to, don't try to make your own deal. Don't try to bail yourself out. Just say, sir, yes, sir, I did it. I said that. It's stupid, wasn't it? <laughs> but I'm the stupid one that said it. And I repent. I repented to God. And now I'm repenting to you Amen. in the name of Jesus. People fall in love with you. I've had people say, I don't know you. And I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I do. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Just all kinds of different situations and things. And we're out of time. Hallelujah. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.